0: Would you care to step outside? We oh, did it to this? Superman. My, my friend. Where is it? You are you friend. Friend. The last room has to compel me to reveal the truth. <laughs> I'm <bet. laughs> Meow. with my hands. Warning. with my DC and hands. RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, shit, Sorry. That's your signal. That means we have
1: to go now. Titans are back, bitches! Woo! Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of DC on RMD Titans Edition on Rain Man Digital. As always, if you're listening on your desktop, you can take us mobile through your favorite podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the like. Just search us by searching DC on RMD. Once you find us, leave us a message, leave us a review. Like us, all that good stuff. Helps out the show. I'm your host, Stephen. Today I got David. Hello! And Michael. Hey! Alright, um... Season 2, episode 12. Bohawk. Hank finds himself at a new <laughs> low. age fighting for money when he finds an imposter now acting as hawk. So I found this description to be, while accurate... Um... It was kind of a swerve because it's misleading. Not, yeah, it, it's not the core Mm-mm. of the
0: episode at all. No. Um, In fact, I was a little disappointed when I read the synopsis first. I'm like, oh, is that all we're gonna get? Because his story was just fine, but I'm it like, it was a footnote. Hey, yeah, because I was like, wait a second, we're at the tail end of the season. We have to do more than just explore, right? You know,
1: Hank's loserness. But. um, you know, we we could do this totally out of order. I, I put notes together, but since we're starting here, let's let's start here. You know, his whole story of falling um, off the wagon pretty goddamn hard. Oh yeah, and <laughs> then and then jumping into the MMA cage to get his money and, um, and then get, to get his, his fix. Get his fix. I mean, that was one hell of a vial of Yale. And then fucking ugly. I mean, that's um, what you you don't do. Well, you know, after a night of getting beat up in the ring or beating ass in the ring and getting, getting, you know, a a, a, a weathered woman,
0: as it <laughs> yeah. were. I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do when you go from a really hot chick. Sometimes you need to slum for a little bit, not for, for a confident. Mike, but that was, not that for was com-
2: beyond slumming.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. But sometimes you want to feel like a hero and a rock star and, you know, a hot chick of your level sometimes is just as good as you so it doesn't really do much for your confidence because you guys are both dope sometimes you need someone to be super appreciative
1: and that's where you fuck unugly an and she was until you know you'd think with all that blow he did that his dick was be as hard as granite yeah he fell uh, asleep and he fell asleep <laughs> and and what begs the question too if he um sold it to just some rando Teenage, his the costume to some rando yes. teenager to get money to go score some stuff. Right. Um, it also begs the question: Was he even in his right mind? So, what we saw on screen was that also um, a vision or a dream, or did nah. he go home with something worse? Um, that's a good. question. Oh, that's a
2: good point. That is a very good we, point. We
1: don't know. I we mean, don't sh-
2: know. But if it was something worse than that, then you know it's probably best that we don't.
0: Yeah. We don't see. It. So maybe he was seeing her left better not know.
1: Yeah. That could have been, uh, all, for all intents and purposes, she could have been through kaleidoscope eyes. Yeah. We don't know. It could yeah. have
0: been Randy from, you know, the night shift. A, a, a dude. <laughs> a dude. Randy, the dude. Could have been uh, Dante. We don't know. When you're that fucked
2: up, do you know? No, not really. Yeah. See, Dave is speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I blackout. can speak. I I can speak out. It's blackout. Yeah, blackout. And then you then you wake up and you wonder why you know you're in someone's bathtub and oh stuff like God. that. You know, and missing a kidney. No, 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 not missing kidney, okay. but you know, like you. But you, your ball you, hole hurts really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, by the way, we did forget to uh, mention the directed by uh, Larnell Stovall and written by Tom Paps of the Paps Blue Ribbon fame. No, I don't think so, but. Um yeah, what a what a rough time for It's all professional. We're
0: talking about like buttholes that are hurting and <laughs> fucking fatties <laughs> and uglies. And he's all by
1: the way, this episode's directed
0: by Lorne well, I And rated them,
1: by Tom Pabs. Well, I gotta give them their shout out. I mean, they did the hard work here, guys. They brought us they brought us Hank Hank off the wagon. Um But yeah, that was sad, but also really fun. That whole fighting sequence, watching yeah. him beat ass. And, oh yeah.
2: But it, 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 I was really surprised that they didn't go darker, but I mean honestly, that's pretty dark.
1: It was pretty dark I don't know if it needed to go darker um what what I felt was.
2: It's not the, dark the, enough
1: for Dave. It's <laughs> yeah. I need to be real dark, well, so no, no, no. condensed coke.
2: I was, I was expecting something really. Re- I'll be honest. Dude, well, the Last time we saw it was Hank, really
0: dark, dude.
2: When, when it was when we last saw Hank, he he went, walked up into a bar and looked at a guy and said, "Hey, what do I gotta do to? Oh, I, I to, see where
0: you're
1: yeah, I mean, if score, it would have right? cut, if it would have cut <laughs> to the back room,
2: like so it cuts. To, so basically, all you had to do was just <laughs> MMA fight and bump uglies with you know
1: blow dudes is what you wanted yeah, <laughs> like david wanted it to cut to a bathroom scene in that dive bar with him blowing a dude in the stall and and, and then walking out wiping his mouth with a with a oh my god that's what david david would have been like five I wanted, stars i
2: wanted realism damn it realism, <laughs> Man, realism. you go some weird bars. that's what you do when you're depressed guys that's
1: real yeah no i i, I appreciated that um I appreciated how they portrayed it and, and yeah. the way he had the ego to go out there and have the announcer <laughs> say the undisputed leader of the Titans. Like.
2: Oh, my God. I was laughing so hard because of it going, yeah, if you were like doped up or I mean, he's a douche. We've heard of the even the drunk douche going that far. Mm-hmm. You know, the ego gets inflated and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I believe that this could happen to Hank. Yeah. And okay. To, he's to, not in any danger. <laughs> he's
1: no, not in any he's d- not in any danger <laughs> um, until, you know, the other costume freaks jumped in there. Then it got a little <laughs> a little questionable. Um, but the whole dream sequence where he had to fight Dove, um, beautifully done. Oh, that was. And it, it, it caught, kind of catches you off guard because you think that it's possibly real until he wakes up. Until he wakes up. Um but it was really interesting because that was just one of many scenes where we have our characters still split up and splintered in factions, dealing with bullshit. They're still, it's obvious the thing that we're going to see pull them together based on the plot points is Gar is going to be unleashed. Yes. And the team's going to have to come back together. Um, I'm hopeful that it's not just to take down Gar. Um, yeah. That would be unfortunate because we all like Gar.
2: Oh yeah, but I mean, like we know that the threat at this point has to be Gar and Connor.
1: Gar and Connor. Do you
2: think that's what they do with the? Fa- okay,
1: so how are they going to do
0: this? Are they going to wrap up Gar, Slade, well, and Connor?
1: <laughs> it, I don't think we'll wrap up Gar and Connor. Um, maybe, maybe Gar, but I think based on next week's uh synopsis, unless they do another swerve, it is the uh, lead up to the to the big match, the big match. So because
2: like. And we know that it has to deal with death stroke to some degree. Yeah, so it could be a half and half kind of thing like we got this week, potentially. I think so, because, like, honestly, the team, it. it's interesting that the team have two set goals. Obviously, like, uh, Dick's goal is basically, like, Jericho. Mm-hmm. He wants to find out what the hell is going on with Jericho. Jericho is still alive. And, and- you
0: know what? I think that kind of works, Dave, too, because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's, that's his story. That's his actually story, directly right? connected to his personal story mm-hmm. arc. So if he were to tackle that situation alone,
2: I I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with it mm-hmm. because when he tackles it alone, we know that it has to culminate with him fully becoming Nightwing. What do they say? You got to clean up your own shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, before, I mean, yeah. Before you tackle anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like what I figure is when Nightwing, when he becomes fully engrossed as nightwing that's when the team comes together and they'd have to tackle but, but think Gar about this and connor
0: think about this dave and steve what if he doesn't become fully nightwing until he defeats slade
1: so i was gonna say that because it would be kind of um the ultimate right not just defeat slade but save jericho yes you know that's
2: the thing that has me interested is how the heck is he gonna do that A,
1: a good question Jericho could inhabit um his mother. We talked about that
2: yeah. um <laughs> which would be weird, but it yes. would be weird,
1: but it would be one of those things where if he frees Jericho, even if Jericho doesn't live but just frees him from the prison, the mental prison that he's in, that's still a win in a lot of ways um and it would it would bring the team i think behind behind dick because
2: he because he, everyone takes a little a little responsibility with jericho they do if you notice like yeah. that the older team they really they really were upset with what happened with jericho mm-hmm. that's what caused that splinter if jericho were to return that could be like this galvanizing moment to bring the team back together
0: does it forgive in their eyes do they forgive
2: i think so and i think especially
1: given the conversation that dick had towards the end of the episode with with jericho's mother she showed a different side compared to what we saw in his last visit to the homestead yeah it's like she understood who the real bad person was correct and and maybe with what went on with him going to jail it was on the news maybe who knows or it could have been jericho had that moment where he was at the forefront of slade's um mind right and was in control and spoke to mom and said hey look this is really what happened this is you know they were my friends we, we don't know yet but the fact is she was showing a very different side towards dick took him in gave him water um had a very good conversation with him just bring back my son and so i would have to think that just based on the little discussion between jericho and slade inside slade's mind Jericho still cares and loves for the Titans because of how they treated him.
2: Yeah, and it and it really shows that how much of a monster Slade really is. Oh, 100%. And I then, mean, come on, keeping your son captured in your own brain. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah,
0: it, it, but it also you're right, it is weird. I um but See, and this is where the whole gray slate, I call him gray slate because he's not full on evil. He's he has some weird. I don't want to say honor. He doesn't have honor, but he has a a bit of a code to himself.
2: Yeah. a Code to himself.
0: And uh, he's also not the one that forced his son to enter as well. Yeah. So it feels like he's kind of making us. What's it called? Um, Making a bad situation worse or work for him, I guess, because. A lot of the, there's still questions. Now, the question with Rose was resolved, and I'm sure we'll get to that in a second, mm-hmm, Steve, so mm-hmm. I'm not trying to jump ahead no, no, no. here. But we understand that situation. But we still have one last question. If Slade willingly tried to kill his son, there's still something missing. There's still a piece of the puzzle missing. Because when he stabbed him, he grabbed his son and said, stay with me, son. Yeah. Why would a man who turned and... and thrusted a sword into his son's chest then hold him and say stay with me son
2: and i did did you guys catch that yeah that's what i caught that was very strange because like jericho's supposed death scene it's more leaning towards the fact that slade was acting on instinct
1: oh yeah yes Where,
2: where he senses someone behind him bang yes automatic it was so, almost
0: like the 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 rage of the of the drug that's inside of him that mm-hmm. he just it was a natural soldier like reaction right, in beast mode reaction. But they if that's the case, Dave, then they have to clarify that a bit because it's still a little confusing. It's
2: still a little confusing, and I'm a little with murky. you on that. It was a little murky because I was really thinking they were going to be posing Slade as a total villain. Where okay. Especially in that room scene where he's telling his son, you know, this is the Titans fault. They did this to you, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to take care of it and everything else. And him turning off the lights in the room too was kind of like symbolizing like Slade is not a good person because he's willing to do this to his Listen, son. Listen, sometimes
0: fathers need to put their kids to bed. Like it's time to go to bed. Uh, so I'm going to turn the light off. Just shut it's up like, now.
2: Yeah. Come on, I've done that. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, I'm, I I understand your point, Mike, with it being a little murky. Okay, so does Slate feel bad about actually doing this?
0: Yeah, there are some questions, and we have the finale. And if they weren't answering questions, I would be worried. But so far, this is one of the first shows that I can say I've watched on the DC front where they set up questions, and they're not lazily answering them
1: no they eventually will get to the answer and when they do get to the answer boy do they deliver they deliver in a big bad way and and by the way that whole scene inside of slade's head was so beautifully shot it was i put in the notes it's reminiscent of kubrick's 2001 shot yeah like um somewhat the palette but certainly the decor and the the floor and and the trim work on the walls there was almost an homage there
2: yeah it's almost like that what you would expect what everyone seems to do with the mind palace Mm, a picture of a mind palace where it's sterile yes it's and you expect that and the funny part is you expect that in a character like slade because of how he's trained
1: he can, and, it's, and, and if you notice the cues, it was very black
2: and white. It's very black and white. And that's kind of... And sterile. That, that kind of alludes yeah, yes. to the type of person that Slade is. He's a very black and white person.
0: And he's also very... At least this version of him is, is very soldier-ish, obviously. Yeah. But, and that's why I feel like they gave it that sterile look. It's very...
2: orderly Orderly.
0: yes it doesn't feel human it feels distant disconnected almost like a sociopath which is you know that's what he is
1: and that's also the beauty um as maybe this speaks a lot which by the way steve's house looks
0: exactly like i I was gonna say Slade's (laughs) Slade's
1: um condo or whatever the hell um love the decor i'm sure you do it's beautiful i mean i would do maybe a little bit something about a, the vent work showing is bad functioning i wouldn't
0: allow people to breathe in the home <laughs> right
1: right <laughs> I'd be disinfecting everything as they sat on my seats. Okay, stop it!
0: <laughs> I can only make fun of your OCD. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but, but I really enjoy the look that they're giving him. But it, it speaks to his sociopathy yeah. in, in a big way. I, I, um, I'm
2: glad you bring you guys brought that up because it, it just dawned on my head that basically dawned on your head. It, it just it just. Uh, you had an epiphany. Epiphany. An go. epiphany. Thank you. That the term sociopath, especially with Slade, makes sense, especially when you think about how he uh, seems to blame the Titans for something he did. Oh, yeah. A sociopath would uh, would constantly try to put pass that, quote unquote, pass the buck onto someone else. That action that just happened, that's your fault, not my fault. Mm-hmm. Oh, but if it's a good action, hey, that's my fault. Fo- that's my. That's and they my don't doing. feel
0: guilt. They don't, they don't remorse, feel remorse. They don't feel a sense of responsibility, which is everything Slade in this show. And it okay. does, doesn't
2: it? It's, that's what I. That's why I mean when I. I just. I think I just had an epiphany that basically like Slade is associated. Yeah,
1: and, and the especially when he goes to or, or when Rose comes to him, right? So that kind that interaction that they have like in that flashback, which by the way, again. This season has been laden with flashbacks I think more than any of us would have ever had wanted or expected but because of how they they played the story out I'm not bothered by it. I was Singer, concerned yeah. early on but as the the story has unfolded it was I felt very well done because it kept you yearning for more answers to those questions yeah and then when we finally get him it's like oh my god that's so good and in this one for for us to get that backstory of rose and her going to him he was so cold and closed off um and then when he goes to pick her up in his beautiful rolls royce even then very cold, cold and, calculated, and calculating but very master manipulator which is what a sociopath would, would be, be. right yeah. and so it, just those notes were perfectly placed at just the right time um, with just the right structure. It's a beautiful piece.
2: It's a beautiful piece. And when thinking about it now, I guess, yeah, we can't really call Slade a villain, so to speak. The, the term sociopath is more fitting to Slade <laughs> this season than saying, Oh, he's just the bad guy. He's the mm-hmm. big bad or the big bad villain. When you're dealing with a show like this, it's not
0: as um, cut and dry. Yeah, it's not cut and dry, black and white, like, say, the CW. where there's a good guy and then a bad guy, because that's just how it is. This show, I think, not just this show, but the DC Universe as a whole, it's it's more complicated. Even when you look at a show like Swamp Thing, um, who's the main bad guy in that show? The regular dude? Um I forgot his name now. The guy that was oh. orchestrating everything, Sunderland? Sunderland, even even him, like he's yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's void of like our version or our view of morality and ethics. But there's no redeeming quality. But man. there's also a story that he has, and if and we were just exploring that story, mm-hmm. the way he was raised, his father was abusive. None of our villains are just hey, we're evil we're bad. And that's, and it's as simple as that. There's a reason. There's, there's an actual, there's substance behind all of it. Complexity. There's complexity. That's the best way of putting it. Yes, you're right, Steve. And
1: and, and I appreciate the hell out of it. Even with Jericho, uh, in, in Slade's mind right now, it's, it was really, it struck me as, as an interesting way to play it. I mean, we, again, we called it uh, and yeah. it makes me giddy to know that we called it so many episodes back um well really you guys called it and then I sat there like an idiot but regardless uh as a team as a as a team titans we called it and it was just really interesting that there's this constant constant duality between these two personalities fighting and I'm curious when is it that Jericho is able to come to the forefront and take control? What are the things that are going on within Slade's mind where he loses that control? Because this is a guy that's very much always in control of the situation or trying to control the situation. So what what mental faculties is he deficient in at any given time where Jericho is able to, to take over like when Jericho went to almost push him out in front of a moving semi right you know these are the things that are some questions that i would now like to hopefully understand or explore a little bit further down the road because um, it's really interesting
2: well it speaks volumes into how strong slade's will is because yeah. i think that's what it comes down to is slade's willpower versus his own son because, mm-hmm. like, especially that scene where he's punching the wall, and he's like punching the wall, and he, he's trying to get through the, to the wall. And I think for uh, the thing that's holding Jericho back is Slade's own willpower. Like, if you think about it, the only time that he, Jericho Jericho was able to do anything was when Slade was sitting at on the on the on the seat because he's he he's dealing with these feelings of. Anger and emotions talking to Dick Grayson at that time.
1: Right. He's focused.
2: He's focused on something else. And that allows that little minute moment for Jericho to come out and do the sign language thing. Well, I think they're, I'm, I'm assuming they're all connected
0: in some way that we're probably going to learn next week. Yes, it's willpower, but I think that it might be more than that as well because they dropped a few Nuggets on us this episode when Rose says, I know how to hurt you. And he says, I know how to hurt you too. Mm. Why do you say that? Unless they understand each other's weaknesses in some way. correct? This could be a reason why he can control his son within his mind as well. Something about his experiments that we haven't really explored. They're going to have to get into that. Yeah. Because you do, Again, if this was any other show at this point, I'd be like, eh, it's just throwaway, you know, it's just filler in this show. It's not, it's not throwaway. There's something behind what Rose said when she said, I know your weakness, and then he got scared and decided to train her up.
1: Yeah, you can't have somebody out there sharing your weaknesses. Sharing your weaknesses, can't have it. Speaking of controlling things, um, wow. Crazy Cadmus Broad just controlling (laughs) Gar with an iPad. What what does she get hotter every episode? Did you get crazier? She
2: gets watching basically, or we didn't actually see him, but you see the effects of what she was able to do to Gar and him just standing in the cafe and just covered in blood. And it's so personal. His Mm -hmm. story, and I was
0: afraid for his story because we even said, like around episode five or six, we're like, did Gar just get, did they just forget about Gar? And then suddenly, out of nowhere, they completely give him this awesome story that's connected to last year, that's connected to the season premiere about him. His whole thing is he was ashamed that he killed somebody. He's afraid of the animal inside. And what are they doing to him? They're using his very fear and his shame
1: against him and making him do these things. That's fucking deep. It it is. is. And, And when you think about what that may hold for us going into season three and beyond, what is that long term damage that will be done to him um psychologically how will that affect him as a team player um uh, in the middle of a battle or in the middle of a situation does it affect him does he close off from the rest of the team or it, does it drive him away from society uh, back to where he kind of was previously? I mean, yeah. it, it, do and- you come back from this,
0: Steve, you think? Because lo- mm. look at what they made him do. The fact that he knew the girl. First off, he didn't know the girl. It, it made he, It's even worse. He doesn't remember her, but mm. she remembers him, him, which would make any dude, if you're not an asshole, a bit of an it make you feel like an asshole. Oh, this girl obviously has taken an interest in me. She obviously has a thing for me. She knows who I am. She recognizes me. She knows what I order. She knows that I've been gone for a while. And then what does he do? He kills her yeah. or he at least, you know, kills people around her. Right. I don't know if you
1: come back from that. Um, he's definitely going to be a different person, right? Next season, yeah, he's got to be. I mean, it's it, it, you liken it to PTSD from a, uh, you know being in war, right? It's there's there's I want I don't want to say that they are the same thing, but there's there's similar feelings in, and and uh, mental impact, mental impact that that, that happens there, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think it'll it would scar any normal human being, It yeah. obviously doesn't scar or phase. Slade at all what he does. <laughs> but I think with Gary's he's a very emotional person and um, already struggled with making connections with other people because of his ability. And um, it's a tragic, very tragic story arc. It's a very
2: tragic yeah. story arc they chose. The one thing that I'm trying to figure out, though, is how are they controlling Connor? Because well, We don't Connor, know yet, Connor's,
1: right? He might just be chilling.
2: Because there's no way... I'm trying to figure out how in the world would... Con- how, would, how would they be able to control Connor? How would
0: they drill in his head? Yeah. Because Kryptonite I- drill bit. Uh, that's, that's such bullshit. And yes, you're right. <laughs> yes, you're right. I guess I, that's you're right. Why, that is why I love Superman and I hate Superman. Because <laughs> everything can be explained
1: with fucking Kryptonite. Of course. <laughs> but what can be explained is where the fuck is crypto? Because we haven't seen him in a bit now and um they got me worried they got me worried did <laughs> they did they Did they take him to the pound oh come on oh. no way did they did they euthanasia him
2: oh i dude. hope not
1: i hope not no they wouldn't that, that would that you need to use kryptonite that, for that
2: I, i'd be very sad <laughs> if they found out oh they put crypto down
1: yeah they took him about behind the old shit so who has <laughs> him?
2: who ha, I, it, it, Katniss has? cadmus
1: has to have him right Katniss, Katniss oh, were they the them.
0: last ones that's right because they use that net to capture him right to capture to capture crypto. Yeah, that's right. so they better not be doing anything to him. Do all you want to Gar
2: and Connor, but you leave that dog <laughs> leave alone, the dog alone. Yeah. but like, especially with that, but if they did do something to crypto,
0: he fit with Cadmus, but you know what? They're not, it, that's one direction the show won't go. I mean, come on.
2: Well, he it goes in line yeah. that, that is, basically, David, are that go is, darker?
0: That is writing 101. You never hurt the animal, ever, unless you want to be hated.
2: You That's don't. That's the thing,
0: but you want- Even no, villains. What do you do with villains? If you have this horrible villain piece of shit, what's the first thing we learned in writing when you're writing a villain? Give him a redeemable, redeemable quality. Well, how do you give a murdering son of a bitch a redeemable <laughs> quality. quality? Give him a dog that he loves and cherishes and he's so kind to. Suddenly you look at them through a different lens. I just, unless they want to label Cadmus and Mercy, Mercy, right? Mercy, yeah, Graves, mercy yeah. Graves. If they never want to come back in any way, then yes, they can do something to Crypto. But it,
1: dude, I don't see them doing it but at she, this point. But she could, but she's still, um, a, hot? A, yeah. she's still a hot uh, family <laughs> driven lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> I mean, those are all redeeming qualities, right? Uh, yeah. In my book. Right? Yeah, okay. Kill the dog then. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the
0: dog then. <laughs> so
1: we gotta
2: make Mercy look terrible.
0: Yeah. I mean, she already looks pretty cold and calculating. And the fact that honestly, I don't think she needs to do anything more because and think honesty, about it. Yeah. The yeah, fact that you can live this is why this show's fucking good. And I take back everything I said about those no, 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 the opening three episodes are rough. But at least the show fixed itself. It did. Because that's good writing. It's subtle. For example, what more do you need to do to a character besides creating a double life like she has? That mm-hmm. says a thousand words. She's a woman who pretends essentially to be normal with yes. her family, and she's a murdering psychopath in her own right. Mm-hmm. That says a thousand words. When you have a character like Slade, you look at him, and what you see is what you get. That's Slate. He's not trying to uh, trick his wife into thinking he's someone he's not, or his kids, or the Titans. He is who he is. Yes. There's a sense of honesty to it. Right. But Mercy Gr- Grays, right? Why do I keep messing up her name? Uh, Mercy Graves. I mean, she's awful. She she, she has no excuse to be acting the way she is. And the fact that she's lying to her family. I mean, she's she's deceitful, and that's one of the. She's like Ted Bundy. Uh, yeah,
2: I would say so. Honestly, Mercy Except, hi. Mercy is absolutely the perfect. She is the perfect person to kind of symbolize Lex. I agree.
0: In this show, like, yeah. If
2: you were to actually remove Mercy Graves and just put Lex Luthor here, we'd all understand. Yeah, that's Lex. He has that double life. But you know, Lex Luthor also with the
0: PR. <laughs> but Lex <laughs> Luthor also has a very, depending on the story, has a very, you know, complicated backstory.
2: You know, I'm
0: not saying yes. he's justified in all his actions, but you can understand how he went from A to Z. Yes. Whereas Mercy, maybe eventually they'll tackle that. Yeah, I don't,
1: don't know I, just it
0: Yeah, and honestly, I don't really feel like at this point they don't need to. I like her yeah. just being bad because it offers a level of sinisterness that this show needs.
1: Speaking of things I like seeing that looked bad, hot. <laughs> how about right. Donna and Don showing up on that motorcycle and with the uber eats (laughs) you know the more donna acts like jessica jones the hotter she gets i 100 percent agree mike that (laughs) she really had that vibe going on it's that dismissive Mm -hmm. i don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. attitude that's just so steamy Mm. and she and she came in there how being did, all flirty about the hydrofoil. Do you for, want to see my hydrofoil? For, uh, uh, how did so I say funny? anything bad about her at the beginning? I take it back. All of it. Uh, oh god, they were so hot and bringing sushi. It was and, like a porno. Yeah, it
2: was. It kind of was. It was kind of like they were They were f- right. feeding the whole
1: male fantasy male of two hot, of hot showing girls up. showing
2: up with your food and suddenly the porn music starts.
1: Yeah, and then you got tied up even that's <laughs> the thing you know, you're in a bathtub and your butthole hurts, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, but see, you know, if with it was them, Donna it was it, Donna and Don wait, hold on. Yeah. Steve, what were you gonna say?
1: If it was with them if it was with
2: them you'd be open to a
1: I'd
0: be okay. I know you, Dave. I know
1: <laughs> you would.
0: Look, <laughs> calm down. we get it.
1: You like I'm anal okay. penetration. <laughs> but Steve was getting someplace here. Yeah, I would like to get someplace with them too. I mean there, there's things you know i'm i'm getting into the middle age now and you know sometimes you just got to explore new things michael and with them too i would be open to exploring some new things
2: the the, the only thing that would make that absolutely perfect was if it was Corey. if Corey so, was in there so oh. she
1: um she was having a little bit of a breakdown this episode we saw it a little bit last episode where yeah. she seems to not be in control she says that i'm not in control anymore um, and certainly not of her powers. So is this a strictly a mental block that
2: she's having? I think it's partly the mental block because you got to remember where we last left off with her. She just lost it everything to her sister. Mm-hmm. That has to be really mentally draining on her because that is a responsibility that she th- she would take seriously. And the fact that basically her sister's just there, just dangling that in front of her, to say, "Hey, I." I got the throne now. Right. You are basically... You're screwed at this point. hmm And that would probably affect... That, that probably explains a couple of things that we've seen Corey right now doing. You know, like the whole... Uh, the one scene that me uh, the three of us talked about where she was hitting on the one guy in the, in the club, I think it
1: was. Mm, yeah, and, and was going to get her freak on and then...
2: Yeah, and then basically the guy... The homeboy, guy, he, homeboy
1: ended up being gay.
2: I don't understand. <laughs> the guy not, not was not that I, I gay understand. is
0: a bad thing, but I mean, if you choose not to have sex with a hot chick, I mean, that's I think that's you coming out of the closet. I think.
2: Yeah, so, I think that's yeah. something that you know. And it, he's probably going to be happier
0: you. now. He's probably going to live a happier life now that he came clean. <laughs> yeah. Though so I condone anyone
1: that wants to come out of the closet.
2: But like that, uh, that scene in regards <laughs> to Corey is kind of like it shows that she's starting to unravel.
1: Yeah, and where's that going to lead us come season three? I was happy to see her and Raven back, you know, together. That's what Um, I think
2: it's going to lead to is kind of like the balancing thing. The balancing thing for Corey, I think, is going to be tied to Raven. Because mm -hmm. Raven looks like Corey is kind of like that. A mentor, mother. Mother figure, maternal figure.
0: They're also both off-worlders.
2: Oh, she was called an intergalactic space
0: witch.
1: I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> that awesome. the I want that on f- a shirt. <laughs> the back and forth between the two of them, that dialogue and the execution of it, it felt so natural. Like two women, and I'm just going to say it, ladies, two women whose cycles have matched over time. <laughs> time. And, and, you know, fireworks happened. But then within minutes... I'm so sorry. I'm sorry too. Like it was yeah, beautifully so done. Awesome. Let's scissor now.
2: Well, that's right. I, that,
1: I think that's like statutory. No,
0: rate. she is above 18, Steve. In real life, but she's not
1: playing that man. No, but in real life, she is. <laughs> so it's okay. If her fan fiction and, You it's know, okay. maybe
2: she could use her magic and there's magic tendrils and stuff like oh. that. Oh. Never mind. This is
0: a tentacle board. <laughs> <porn. laughs> and then her butthole hurts in a tub, right? Dave, I'm <laughs> oh like, wait, is she 18? Because I feel bad if I said that. I, I don't. If she's 18, know. then the joke stands. If she's not, then I'm sorry.
1: Yes, exactly. That's Hold my up. disclaimer. Well, now we have to look it up. Uh, okay, go ahead. IMD because I don't know if I want to Google that on my computer. If someone's
0: so eighteen, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's not what you have to Google to find the, these answers. Oh, okay. Um Tegan- is so Tegan legal? Is Tegan Croft legal? Oh, are you really Google? No, I just went to IMDb. <laughs> um. Wow. It's, it's. okay, hold on. Full cool bio and. I believe she is. Is five foot four. Um, why am I not finding her age?
2: Uh oh. That's usually a first
1: sign. (laughs) Well, she maybe isn't fully grown. Okay, well
0: then for now we'll leave
1: it pending. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it pending. This IMDB sucks. She is super pretty though. I'll I'll say that. Oh oh man. What? Mike. What 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 what? Mike. She's eighteen. Mike. She oh she's not, not. she's not Mike. She's not. she's not she doesn't even have her driver's license. Yet. Okay, I am very sorry.
2: <laughs> sorry, oh my I take god, take it back.
1: She somebody needs to stop putting all that makeup on her. It's sending mixed <laughs> signals. And, and, <laughs> and sound like a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> no, and she's Australian, so she's hiding that accent pretty well. I'd say, huh? Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, that's that, that's a good. Point.
1: I, I feel kind of bad. Obviously, for she, real,
2: she's <laughs> a very pretty young woman. No. There you I, go. Uh,
1: Pretty young. No
0: she's a, <laughs> right? a child She's a young child and I feel awful,
2: <laughs> I feel awful. <laughs> but, but it kind of falls
1: Into that same bucket of what's her face uh, From Gotham when they threw her On there as Catwoman
2: Oh that was wrong yeah, they start, <laughs> That was wrong
1: hey, Anyways let's take a quick break And we'll get back into another Hopeless romantic situation Really creepy for a little while <laughs> <laughs> Alright we're back
2: And Mike's out of the shower now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was crying a long, long time. (laughs) No, so hopeless romanticism. Jason's whole scene. um, God damn, that kid continues to impress the fuck out of me.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Just as an actor. um, and, And not just his acting, but just the way they have written his character. He's given so much greatness that I didn't ever expect that we would ever have gotten from a Jason Todd arc. Yes. In this incarnation of Jason. And just, um, you know, it was it was very heartwarming to see him go on his little hot dog proposal. Which there was some sexual innuendos there, I think.
2: There's
0: no way Rose can eat that whole hot dog. That, that thing was bigger than her fucking stomach. You would be surprised. Oh, stupid.
2: <laughs> She's very gifted.
1: Very gifted. Part of the power that her father handed down to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The little hanging ball. She can dislodge it and get it out of the way. Jesus for Christ. <laughs> She's legal, right? Um. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: hope, hope or two. so too. Yeah.
1: Um. But you know, he, he. It was a very heartwarming moment, and again, it was a great, a great dialogue interaction between those two characters, and there was so much richness in the interaction where you felt genuinely that the emotion was real and with him um falling to pieces and her even showing that she actually has feelings back this wasn't bullshit anymore she was telling the truth and the whole thing just makes me wonder as we go into the next season and hopefully beyond are we starting to see all these little seeds of what is leading him down a really dark path and if that's the case if that's how they want to do that it's a beautiful retelling in a way that I never thought I would have enjoyed.
2: Oh yeah. This is a, honestly, this is gearing up to be one of the, my favorite retellings of, of the Judas contract, because that's what this is. This is the retelling of the Judas contract. You have the elements all there. You have Slade, who's the main thing, but the, the, the part of Terra from the original Judas contract is being played by Rose. And, the whole dynamic dynamic of, uh, of Tara and guard, their relationship in that story has been replaced with Rose and uh, Jason and using Jason Todd this way is absolutely after I watched this episode, it's a genius idea because now we, as the audience of Titans truly do care about Jason, mm-hmm. we understand he's rough around the edges, but Man, during the scene, I felt I felt bad for him. I truly felt bad for him because it was kind of like I give I give a lot of props to um, man. I keep forgetting the actor's name.
1: Uh, uh
0: current Cur- Cur- Curran. Uh, Curran Watt Waters. You're talking about Jason Todd. Jason yes, Todd. Yes. Yes,
2: yeah, it's Curran Walters. Curran Walters. I give I give him a lot of credit. He's taking this character. (laughs) When I googled him, it came up Karen Walters' forehead was one of the comments. (laughs) Wow! But I give a lot of props to him because he's taking a character who we all know Jason Todd's a dick, (laughs) but the way that uh, Karen Walters has portrayed him has made him so sympathetic, Sympathetic, yeah, and likable. He, He made a character that. Honestly, shouldn't be likable. Likable, mm-hmm. because if every anybody who knows the history of the Bat Family and Jason Todd, none of us are like Jason Todd, because Jason's an, Jason's always been portrayed as that dick. He's an idiot. He's hot headed. You know, mm-hmm. he he drives everyone crazy.
1: Although I do I do think that we can all agree that under the Red Hood cartoon, he's absolutely lovable. Oh, he's, he's lovable.
2: You feel sorry for him there because that's another great portrayal of him mm-hmm. and making him into a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Chelsea Zhang, um, the actress who plays Rose, is actually 23 years of age.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, all right, Mike. You don't have to get into the <laughs> shower for that one.
1: She, she's super attractive hell the, the woman playing her mom this episode I can't take it this show just has too many
2: attractive too many people attractive. Just like, can we get some
1: uglies please
0: we it, did. it was
2: the
1: kid in the Nirvana shirt <laughs> Oh, it,
2: it works though because like if you look at comic books in general they all look fabulous in the comics Well, that's They're
0: a perception perfect. that we need to change they're all <laughs> superheroes should, should be all shapes
2: and sizes shapes and sizes they shouldn't all be hot <laughs>
0: Can you imagine if that movement reaches comic books for real um it, i'm sure it has it has already they tried but to but it's tried to no one what? wants to see a chubby superhero it, come on the whole idea of superheroes is it's it's true escapism at its finest yeah. we want to look at that superhero and pretend we have the giant pecs and biceps
1: but what about blunt man
0: so stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I I, I I liked how oh, the, the whole second half of the episode and how it kind of flipped the script on us. The first half was really centered around where's our team at? What are they up to? And how are we going to... What's going to be the driving force to bring them back together? Yeah. Um, whereas the second half really flipped it over to Rose and her backstory and how she came to be and discovering that um she didn't know her real father. She was living in a split family, split situa- family situation. Or split home situation and living with her haughty Asian mom. Um And Gary. And Gary, who Golf's all day (laughs) on Slade's fucking dime. Hey, I'd do it. So, so there's something to be said there about Slade that even though, um, she was the last one near the Radisson, he said, or the Ramada Inn, or whatever the hell. Um, in reference to Rose's mother, basically calling her a a, you know one night stand, a a booty, a booty. Yeah, she was a booty call, and so he he got his, and she got knocked up. But he was a man enough to still make sure that she and her soon-to-be daughter were taken care of all for the rest of time. There's something to be said about that as being a stand-up dude, right?
0: Yes, and there's a reason for that. They wouldn't have created that whole entire backstory unless they're trying to create sympathy for Slade, and that's why when there's closure this season, Slade will live on.
2: I do think Slade will live
0: on. Yes, yeah, he's definitely going to.
2: But the, the thing is, it's kind of like... Now that you guys have me thinking about the whole sociopath angle with Slade, it makes actually more complete sense on that front.
0: Because in what, you, in what regard? If you
2: think about it, Slade is the type of person that doesn't want if if something goes on around him, he wants complete control over it.
1: And, right? and this is how you control that. And situation. And this is how you
2: control the situation. Oh, I had I, I have a I have like a a bastard a, child. A bastard child. No, I'm gonna take care of this. Make sure it doesn't. Bite me in the ass. Guess what? I'm going to pay for whatever you want, whatever you got. I don't care. Because think about it. Think of how he treated Rose. We mentioned it earlier. Cold, Mm -hmm. you know, not caring, not really the father type. Okay. Speaking of not
0: caring, Dave and Steve, did you guys... Did he purposely cut her eye out then? Or is that something we still need to learn about?
1: That's what we will learn about. Um, That was part of him probably giving her, I would say, a little bit of a sympathy card to the Titans. If I was reading into that correctly, like, yeah, you know, I think
2: so. And and then it goes, it goes again, showing that he's a sociopath.
1: Like, it's so calculating. He oh, knows the, oh, he, I can prey on these people. Master manipulator. I mean, he is Ted Bundy, guys. Like yeah. it, he,
2: he is the atypical serial killer type. Yeah. The scary, scary Dexter so, type of character. Right.
1: So I'll cut your eye out. That'll make them uh, sympathetic and empathetic towards you. And that will allow you to reach their inner circle and embed yourself and divide from within divide like within. wow <laughs> so I guess the lesson here is if you ever want to divide a group of people send in somebody's whose eye you've cut out is that the takeaway <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that the
1: um but I, I love I that the takeaway was you're too pretty so I'm gonna cut an eye out right well yeah thus getting the sympathy card um I mean, they took your brother in. He, they were sympathetic towards him because he was mute. He didn't have a voice box. Uh, we'll take an eye out. So you'll get the eye taken out. You're half blind.
2: And and you know what? You're still good looking. So it's okay. Uh, even, yeah. Even <laughs> and you, like you better behave,
0: hey, or I'm going to put you inside of my brain, just like I put your brother. <laughs> put you That's the ultimate timeout.
1: But what almost really doesn't make sense. And again, I think they're going to have to explain this a little bit. Um, she blew a hole in her hand, and she started Wolverine. Repairing it right there on the spot. Yeah,
2: wouldn't her eye come back too? Depends on like what Slate did. Unless he,
0: unless it goes right back to what he said. I know. I know you. I know weakness. your weakness. It's your eyes.
2: Well, or no, he might know. Maybe like, there's a weapon that hurts a weapon them. Weapon that hurts her.
0: Gosh, gotcha. what actually, do we have? What do we have in comic book source materials? Is there anything like that? Actually, no. Kryptonite.
2: <laughs> I think I know what it is. Is that the cure all? <laughs> it is. I actually think I know what it is. What is it? It's the nano uh, it basically Slade has nanotechnology Anti-nanos he can Actually control the nanotechnology He like can shut Stark? it off Yeah well no
0: okay it, well, hold it would, on. It would make sense. Does because, he want
2: to shut Off though because
0: I, I don't know as much about Slade Than you guys but it seems like this Slade was Game for the military experiments But it seems like he got More than he signed up for and I Think it seems like he's aware of that because of what it's doing to his kids, I could be completely wrong, but that's kind of the vibe I got.
1: At least that's before. consistent with the material. It's consistent with the material. I don't know what,
0: because oh, my my thing is like, if he can just turn it off, then why wouldn't he have turned it off a long time ago? Why would he continue to be this monster that destroyed his family?
2: Because he wouldn't be able to control them. He wouldn't be able to control Rose. But, if he if he if okay. he just shut it completely off. Yeah, this is a way to puppeteer. But I'm saying even yeah. before
0: that. Before that, when, when everything started falling apart in his family.
2: Well, you got to also throw in the fact that Slade's a manipulator and he's a planner. He's 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 almost similar to Bruce in a lot of ways where he's constantly thinking steps ahead. So
1: you're saying that that wasn't a one-night stand. He was planting a seed.
2: Yeah, you you could probably look at it like that because it would go in line with Slade Wilson.
1: So about 19, 20 years from now... Because, It'll be ready.
2: Yeah, because like, it, it, Slade is the type of person that he's like, he's like if Batman went bad, and we all know that 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 type of archetype is kind of like that Moriarty. I think mm-hmm. twenty steps ahead of you, right? Type of Sherlock Holmes thing, and, and that's what he's doing. That's that's what, he what has he's been doing. doing. So it would make sense that
1: basically, I Oh, so you wouldn't put it past him.
2: I want to put it past him. If, if like, okay, I know your weakness. Guess what? I could turn off your net and things are like keeping you healing.
1: Well, <laughs> it, it could be, I, I, again, this was another plot point that I think um, we had called very, very early on um, where we questioned if she was put in there um, to divide the team. To uh, splinter them from within, and there we go. And there we go. And she came clean on it, which good on her. I mean, again, it showed that she really does truly care about Jason. Yeah. Um. She was playing. She was. She was conflicted. She was internally conflicted. Uh. Last episode or the episode before, very conflicted on the on the subject. And then after telling Slade she was out, um, she now has her guard fully let down, and um. I I like that. I like that vulnerability in this character. Um, But that being said, the thing that she wasn't vulnerable about was when she was getting trained. One, that costume that they did for her.
2: Oh, that was
1: cool. Fucking awesome. And just the whole fighting and training sequence of her was so much fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I I could... Honestly, I could take a spinoff with her and just watch a few episodes they could do here's the thing about this network they could do little kind of uh, one shot um three or three episode little spin-offs of any number of characters from any of these shows that they've made and i would watch any of them and it would be fun
2: it'd be fun i mean like even now with like the thought process i always thought that they were gearing up to do connor because especially when they did that Connor-centric sure. episode. Mm-hmm. But now with like all the characters, you're right. I mean, every single one of these characters can carry their own series along.
1: Yeah, could you imagine? Even if they didn't do them as multi-episode spinoffs, even if it was like a two-hour or a 90-minute long, um, just a one-shot. One-shot. It would be
2: so cool. Especially, especially with Jason and Rose. Rose by herself, I think, could do it.
1: Oh, I absolutely.
2: Jason, I think he can do it. Not just because of the character itself, but because of the actor.
1: The actors are phenomenal.
2: They're they're phenomenal. I mean, I think the only ones I'd be like, maybe not. I don't think they could carry a series or even like a a show on their own is probably, probably Gar and Raven just solely because of their age.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that, which is interesting. I don't know how old uh, Karen is, but he he seems to be somewhere in the same age range as Gar. But um, But he he, just wise beyond his years and talent beyond his years as an actor. Like, God, I can't wait to see where that kid goes. I
2: mean, I really I I honestly after this, I want to see a Batman show with him, you know, with uh, with Dick Grayson and with Bruce they're the actors they have for those three characters by themselves in the series just blew my mind this this season if the d c universe
0: was doing the the right thing like all these other streaming services, then they would be putting out original content, not just t v series but films, and they could do it but at this rate, we're not really mm-hmm. quite sure
1: what the d c universe is supposed it's, to do supposed to do. You, you know what we're still missing and um maybe maybe we see it happen but maybe they just kind of never bring it up and it doesn't happen in this uh universe is tim
2: yeah and honestly i i really do wish they would bring up tim because tim is my favorite robin really out of all of them i mean i love dick grayson but dick grayson to me will never be robin because he's nightwing to me okay and but when it comes to robin's Tim's always been my favorite because he was geared up to be the better detective than Bruce. Mm-hmm. That's why Bruce chose him.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't know if they could actually introduce, introduce him into, into, I do I
1: don't think so now. Not
2: in, not in like, not even in future seasons.
1: No, I agree. I think because of the way they've chosen to go about the story, I don't think it, it would work now. I, i'd am i be happily proven wrong i just don't see how it would work
2: the only way it would work is if they actually do the old jason todd story where jason falls and i don't think they'll do
0: that separately that's so
2: long that would take so long it would be a shame if they just did it in like two episodes oh yeah. jason dies and the next episode they deal with it yeah. oh look and here's tim
1: i don't think you could do it you can't do that you but what we will see But what we will see, um, and we saw it towards the end, which I thought was so clever and beautifully done, was with Dick going to the (laughs) tailor and just the... the The sarcastic wittiness between him and the tailor. Okay, yeah. who is that guy? Do we know who he is or are he made he's up? He's
2: actually a character. He's How actually. How come a I don't know DC? who this is? Stu? He's,
1: he's one S- of the Stu the Fruitcake Taylor? I, I don't know who that is. Do you, you know who he is, Steve? I, I didn't. I just kind of um in my head just assumed like, oh, this is just somebody that works for Wayne Tech a lot of Batman's know, crew. Yeah, just part I of thought... Wayne Tech. Not not Lucius, but maybe Yeah, see I thought he's the one who did all the cost the uh, uniforms we're, and all that
2: man for Batman.
1: Yeah. But
0: what, Each, each member of the bat family has their own personal shopper.
2: No, 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 no. When it comes to <laughs> ba- when it comes to Batman and his family, yes, there, it's always been Lucius Fox, but when it comes to superheroes in general, yes, there is a character in DC that, and is it stew? I,
1: I'm trying to find, I just did Google search for stew from Wayne tech. <laughs> And it's coming up with Beef Stew, so that's not giving me at all what I want.
2: There is a, there is a character. I don't know if his name was Stew, but I know that he showed up in a couple of comics of uh, Batman in the past where he's talking about, oh, yeah, I made this character for so-and-so. Or I made this costume for so-and-so and everything. Well, but.
1: Even if it's not directly tied to anything of, of merit. That it any, still works. It, still, it works still works. And it was so fun and um, Is there a reason why they're not giving us Alfred? Well as old as Bruce is. Al- you Alfred, think he's dead? He, yeah, no. Maybe. He'd be in a walker at the very least.
2: <laughs> Actually you bring up a very valid point. I mean like Bruce is
1: I, I appreciated the way that they played it off. I appreciate that um, when they get down there, everybody gives dick shit for burning his suit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it was funny and, you know, kind good. of, yeah, kind of giving him a little bit of a, a what for on that. But we, I think st- Stu's made up. You think Stu's made I, up? I can't find him anywhere. I know that there's a
2: character in the Well, some, I, I someone out there,
1: ones. one of you listeners, find Stu the tailor. And tell us all about him, <laughs> inquiring minds want to know either way,
0: though you're right, Steve. It does work within the general known mythos of
1: Batman how yeah. he operates, so it makes sense it works i mean if you if you think about again the age of of Bruce um relative to the stories they're telling um Lu- unlike comics where people live for fucking ever, yeah. Lucius and Alfred, I mean, you thought Alfred was old and eighty nine Batman, and this one he'd be old old balls
2: old as balls yeah so It'd be dust
1: <laughs> so we we have to kind of reimagine it for uh, for the the time and, uh, and age of our of our characters yeah but um i'm i'm loving what we're going into now cuz we didn't really get to see the suit proper there's been no. some images floating around the interwebs the last couple of days photos
2: and the trailer for the next the the, the season finale and damn it looks he good He looks good
1: so, you know, we're going to be going into uh, the season two finale next week, which is titled Nightwing. Um, and it's, the description, which may change before then, is the Titans' battle, Deathstroke, and more in the season finale. And the and more is what's interesting again we get we're down to that last episode we know we got the gar situation happening we know we got the connor situation still up in the air we got raven we've got raven we've got um rose who at this point because slade did give her a buzz i i want to believe in her i want her to do the right thing i want her to help the titans she seemed really ready to help the titans which was funny because she had ignored the phone call in the last episode um, when the Titans called, and in this one, she told Jason he should pick it up. The Titans need our help. I think she's conflicted,
0: you know. And I think that's the. I think she realizes she really likes, uh, Jason Todd. Well, he laid the pipe good, clearly. Yeah, Bruce Wayne must have taught him in all the arts. <laughs> wow. I'm wow. not saying anything about. I'm not saying he did anything. Did molesty with him? I'm
2: just saying, I'm- hey, dude, I'm gonna show you some moves. I'm going to show you how to be flexible, Okay, yeah. So get in the 69 position. Don't worry, I'm not really doing this to you,
1: Right. So Bruce was like Bikram yoga hing him. Bikram <laughs> yoga. Yeah. Wow. Um but you know, next next episode we'll break down the season 2 finale and I I will go back and uh queue up all of our ratings and get those preps so we can get like a nice mean of uh of scores across the It'll season. It'll be interesting. Um but let's get into some final thoughts real quick. Um, David, go ahead.
2: This is one of the best episodes of the entire season, in my opinion. It may not be the 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 my favorite, but it's one of the best because every single thing that happened here meant something. You know whether whether it's whether it's Gar, whether it's any of the side, even Hank. I mean, we opened the show talking about Hank. That was all well done, mm-hmm. you know. We we got to actually see. Okay, Hank's not in any danger, but this is his situation right now. Right now, and he's got to get his ass cleaned up and get back to the team. Mm-hmm. That's that's his. That's the whole idea.
1: He had to fall hard. He
2: had to fall hard, and every single moment in here propelled the. The the myth arc forward. And I actually do feel that you guys called it earlier that the myth arc is Dick Grayson. It's not about, you know, it's not about, you know, Starfire and Blackfire. It's not about Connor. It's not about any of that. All of that is important to the story, but it all ties to Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing. That's the whole point and i I'm, I'm fully on board now saying that yeah the, this is this whole season that was the myth arc that we were supposed to follow the growth of dick grayson shedding away all the issues that he had with bruce i'd even
0: say that's that's what it was first season too in a lot of ways yeah mm-hmm.
2: but it it this in this regard the, he literally had to just shed everything you know forgiving bruce for one thing and then just coming to terms with his own set ideals that he had, the, you know, the whole fighting, the mental Bruce that's in his head, that all has to be shedded so he could become Nightwing. And then when Nightwing comes, that's when the Titans truly become together. And I like that because it really does make Nightwing really important. And he is, he is the one thing that ties all the Titans together is Robin, it's always been Robin. It's always been Nightwing. Everybody else is is important in their own ways, but the heart and soul of the Titans team is is Dick. Is Dick, and I like what they've done with Guard. They took they took this character that was like really insignificant at first, but man, you feel for him now. You're like <laughs> I felt I felt so sorry for so terrified and sad to see that he, he's not in control of his actions. Now it's all in, it's all controlled by Cadmus. So my final, Cadmus, 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 Cadmus. but my final score for this one is a solid 92. All right. Well, I think it's one of my highest
1: scores. I gave It, it, it is Mike.
0: Um, I'm gonna keep it short here. Good episode. I like to see all those straggling, um, those stragglers, those straggling narratives. There we go. I like to see them all being brought together by the end. I was getting nervous early on, and um, I should have had more faith based on the first season, knowing that it's the same showrunner and writer. But the first three episodes, as I said, you know, numerous times were just really rough for me. And they really brought it together. And they found a centralized story that works to push the main story forward, but also help us understand our other characters. This is a really good ensemble show. And it surprises me because it seems like a lot of TV shows nowadays can't really do the ensemble correctly. Um, the Walking Dead is the, is the best example of a <laughs> catastrophe. Yeah. It's just awful. It's unwatchable. I stopped watching a long time ago. It's just awful. One of the worst written shows on TV and people don't even real. I think they're realizing now. <laughs> um, so this show has just become very strong towards the end and it's nice to see how everything's working together. So I'm going to give this uh, a 90. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, uh, Mike, with everything you said. I, I, um, if I had any doubts in this season, uh, they were early on. And now with everything, two seasons in, um, unless and, unless Warners came in and really fucked things up or these guys were taken off as showrunners or the writing team was, was mixed up in any way or we lost people it would have to be a catastrophic like event I'm fully, <laughs> I mean season 3 and beyond I, I think they, they're sitting on gold I yeah. think this is the funnest superhero
0: show that's on TV currently the, it may not be the best in terms of my cup of tea, but it's, when you take in all of hey, this what a superhero should be, mm-hmm. this I think is the best representation of a
1: superhero show. We mm-hmm. we are getting little mini movies every week. Um and together as a whole, the quality is on par with some of the best um some of the best movies. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it holds a candle to uh you know all the production quality or or you know some of the big budget ones but right. it feels so good when you watch it that if, if it's the feeling I get it's from right. it. It's right. And
0: when people ask me like well how do you compare it to like Punisher or Daredevil I'm like well I I like I love Daredevil and I love Punisher but mm-hmm. in a lot of ways I don't consider those superhero shows they they're not written like a superhero show. They're more grounded. They mm-hmm. deal with reality. They're not really superhero shows. In fact, Daredevil has ran away from the costume completely. That's why I didn't really care towards the end of the of the, of the show. But yeah. this show doesn't... This show, Titans, is not afraid to be exactly what it is. It's a superhero show.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just so much fun. Um, this episode i'm with you david this is one of my favorite episodes this season uh it it just so much fun stuff going on and it's just like the last two two episodes the writing was felt all over the place because it was because we have so much going on but man they pulled it all together so well um i i gotta i gotta give it a 90 i mean it's it's fantastic um and i can't wait to see what's coming next week so with that guys uh that'll do it for today's review and breakdown of dc on rmd titans edition remember you can always catch us uh, on any uh past and future episodes on dc on rmd.com you know check us out download us give us those reviews it helps the show out and check us out on twitter and facebook and instagram at dc on rmd Take you later mother
0: of god would you look at the time when you came here you had
1: an hour